Welcome to the Ghost Rap Podcast. It's fast, it's fun, it's informative. This is your weekly dose of the news that matters on the markets with your host, the Finance Ghost. For more details on these stories and to make sure you get daily updates, visit ghostmail.co.za. The Ghost Rap Podcast is proudly brought to you by Mazars, a leading international audit, tax and advisory firm with a national footprint within South Africa. We kick off with a very interesting battle brewing in the quick service restaurants space. Now, everyone has been talking about ShopRite versus pick and pay and what's going on in grocery and with good reason, it's been very interesting to see. But there is an almost similar story of outperformance starting to play out in Spur versus Famous Brands. And over five years, Famous Brands has been the loser in this. It's down 39%, Spur is up 19%. Yes, there have been some big strategic missteps, particularly at famous brands, and perhaps that outperformance isn't a fully fair reflection of the core business. But I must also note that if I just look around me, the Spurs are very busy, and many of the famous brands' restaurants are not, and the latest financial guidance from famous brands is not good, whereas Spur has been producing pretty good results. If you asked me to choose one of the two right now, it would take me exactly a nanosecond to choose Spur. So just keep an eye on these share prices. There might be an interesting opportunity there, particularly for those who are interested in long short positions. Sabanye Stillwater has been on the receiving end of a tough market this year, with commodity prices going against the company and a few operational problems for good measure. The show must go on though, with the company approving phase two of its Caliber Lithium project. Now, the CapEx budget has gone up slightly because of stricter conditions related to water treatment that came through when the permit was granted. Interestingly, six of the 144 permitting conditions are being queried with the regulator. Equity funding has already been secured by Sabanya for the project and debt funding is being negotiated. Rough diamond sales are looking, well, a little bit rough. You've perhaps been following some of my discussions online and in ghost mail on lab-grown versus natural diamonds. And long story short, consumers under a lot of pressure right now but still wanting to get married can save themselves a lot of money by going the lab-grown route. And that leaves more in the kitty for the honeymoon. Now, for sure, there's a big portion of the market that will only ever accept natural stones. But don't kid yourself that younger generations in particular are not serious about lab-grown and the related benefits. Remember, this generation is all about experiences, not things. And lab-grown diamonds are also seen as more ESG-friendly, which matters to that generation. Guess what? That is the generation currently getting married. At De Beers, diamond sales are anything but shiny. They are down to $200 million in cycle 8 of this year. That is well off $370 million in cycle 7 this year, and barely 40% of what they managed in cycle 8 last year. If you need any further proof that demand is struggling, De Beers has committed to a bigger marketing budget for natural diamonds in this festive season. Mondi is finally out of Russia, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name of the asset that they sold there. The valuation multiple sadly isn't a mouthful like the name of the asset, with Russian buyers picking it up at a bargain. I'm really not convinced that sanctions have the desired long-term effect because wealth just seems to transfer from international holders to Russian oligarchs. Anyway, Mondi has at least removed its overhand from the share price, with over 70% of the purchase price already received. The rest is secured by letters of credit, with the amounts due in November and December this year. I certainly would not like to be the executive who has to go to Russia to fetch that money, so hopefully they pay without any drama. Life Healthcare has been trading under a cautionary for months on end and has finally announced a deal for Alliance Medical Group. It looks like the enterprise value of the asset increased by roughly 23% from 2016 to 2023, so 
Not exactly an exciting return in hard currency, but of course the RAND means that almost anything you own in a real currency gives you a decent return. Of the cash proceeds of around 13.9 billion RAND for the asset, around 8.4 billion has been earmarked for a distribution to shareholders. And to give that number more context, life's market cap is just under 30 billion RAND. You do have to look quite hard to find them at times, but there are companies on the JSE that are growing their profits strongly, like Datatech. Interestingly, the technology group is still dealing with supply chain issues in hardware, something we aren't exactly reading or hearing about too often anymore. In dollars, headline earnings per share for the six months to August increased by between 29.8% and 38.3%, and that's obviously very strong. So be sure to read these earnings in full when they come out. I end off with Fortress, a company that used to be a REIT. Thanks to a dual share class structure, it is no longer a REIT. And it's also hamstrung in terms of paying distributions because of the rules of the two share classes and the performance of property during and after the pandemic. To try and clean up the structure, there's a fairly interesting plan here to use some of Fortress's stake in Nepi Rock Castle to get rid of the FFB shareholders. The FFA shares would then convert to FFB shares and there would only be one class of shares when all is said and done, with the company holding a smaller stake in Nepi Rock Castle. Now of course this works because Nepi is also listed on the JSE, so shareholders are swapping a Fortress share for a Nepi Rock Castle share. Major shareholders do seem to like this plan with letters of support from 40.7% of FFA shareholders and 51.9% of FFB shareholders. Now the company's previous efforts to sort out this structure have been voted down before at the meeting so we will have to wait and see what happens here. Nothing is a done deal until the requisite percentage of shareholders have said yes. And that's a wrap. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Ghost Rap podcast should be taken as advice. Please do your own research and visit ghostmail.co.za for more insights into the market.